Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your story. story. All right, so how would you do a Golden Age game? Right, so for those that didn't listen to our stuff two days ago, uh, or at least two episodes ago, um, a Golden World game is kind of the height of your civilization, the height of the world civilization. This is where all of the crazy magic or tech is being created. There is no other time than this time in terms of the height of what things will ever be like. So after this time passes, the world will devolve. So if you think about it, in our world, um, until the last probably 150 years, the height of civilization was at the height of the Roman Empire because they had glass. They had food being transported from all over the known world. They had steam tech. They had steam. They had magnetism. Now, yes. most of this was used in weird religious rituals, but they still had the technology. They even had batteries. They had they had paint. They had, I mean, they had all sorts of fun stuff. And you could get, you could eat stuff from Egypt and from Germany in the same day, which is huge for that time period. Especially since everything's done by cart. Yeah. And then what happened, and boat. And then what happened is they got sacked twice and Rome fell into disarray and we went into what's known as the Dark Ages, also then later known as the Medieval Ages. But then we went into the Dark Ages because knowledge was going out and there was famines and problems with food because all of these infrastructures now had collapsed. Mm-hmm. And until really the invention of like the steam engine and some of the other stuff in like the 18, like the late 1800s, um, Really, we didn't get, we were in a, we weren't as good as Rome technologically for a lot of reasons. So the industrial age then pulled us into a different type of thing. And one can argue now that we're in a, a type of golden age. Now that said, if we don't know that, if, you know, unless the world declines after this age is over. Mm-hmm. So now think about that from a fantasy perspective. You are building. You know, there are great monuments going up. The statues are going up. They're hundreds of feet tall. Maybe they even move. Maybe they're autonomous. You know, uh, uh, what's that word? The golems, basically, that protect cities. You know, they all all these things where, you know, there's floating castles in the sky because there's the magic to support that. There's, you know, everyone has magic. Everyone uses magic for the most part. Um, It's kind of like Harry Potter writ large where... You know, you want to stir something, you make the magic spoon do it. You don't stir it yourself. Uh-huh. You know, and... Oh, hey, every single statue inside Hogwarts is... alive. Is alive. Or could be, or with a command. Or that way, or the staircases move. Yeah. Why? Hogwarts was built by their founding in the golden age of Harry Potter's world. Exactly. Because Harry Potter's not the golden age, because there's a lot of magic that's no longer done. And the, the beasts are declining. And this is, now think about it. That's the other piece. The beasts are there. So you have civilizations of the reason. Well, let me put it this way. So think about it this way. Your, your world is always at war. Humanity is building things that no one will ever see again, but they're able to do it because they're pushing magic to the utmost limit because they're facing a foe. Could mm-hmm. be other humans, could be other monsters, could be all of the above could be deities even, um, where humanity is pushing hard and fast against the world itself. It's trying to kill them. War sparks innovation. I mean, you you see that with World War II. How many tech do we come out with World War I and World War II? Yeah. Then we found things for later on, like radar. 
Yeah. So only it was only invented to find ships, uh, uh, airplanes. Yeah. And then we figured out, oh, hey, we can scout the whole entire seafloor with this. Yep. Afterwards. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That same technology. And then that same tech was used to find submarines. And then we use that tech to kind of fly people to the moon eventually. I mean, uh-huh. just build off of it. So all of this to say, um, if you're doing a golden war age world, um, I would start my characters off pretty high level. Or um, if you're playing without levels, uh, a lot of points that they can spend. Or high level in whatever session, like high-ish in power of whatever Game system, system you're in. Right. So if you're going to do a Golden Age Vampire the Masquerade, it sounds weird, but you're going to do a Golden Age Vampire the Masquerade, you Third, would... Fourth Gen Vampire you'd set and it, stats accordingly? You'd set it way back in the before the Roman Empire, or the beginning of the Roman Empire, where the vampires were incredibly powerful. If you were doing this in a fantasy setting, you're doing this at the height of the wizards, the height of magic. Um, if you're doing this in a technological sci-fi, um, it's going to be um, not not anything like a Shadowrun or a cyberpunk because you have the you could argue that the world being taken over by corporations and stuff is a is a de- destruction of that. Mm-hmm. You'd instead create a. Um, what I would probably do if I was going to do a sci-fi version, I would do a game where uh, we'd been invaded by aliens. We fought them off barely, and we or we were constant. We we're at a constant war with alien technology and kinda alien take stuff. Kind of take it to an Ender's game before yes. the cataclysms. Yes, and what happens is we're at the ty- we're at the height of our technological civilization because we've we've all uni- we've all united, and we've all just only pumped money. Into things to problem. help. Yep, exactly. We united on one purpose. And that's kind of what the Golden Age signifies, is all of your heroic types. So if you're going to do like a D&D, your elves, maybe it's just an elven civilization only. Maybe it's just a dwarven civilization only. Maybe it's just a human civilization only. And to a certain degree, it might have to be that. Because a race trying to get along with another race may not be viable, specifically if there's already fear of an outside thing Yes. The only way that would work is if you have another threat that is hurts big them enough. all. Right. So going back to Lord of the Rings, if you like the battle of the five armies at the gate at the Black yeah. Gates. Right. Everybody's united. So you take that, but then you just bring it back in time to the first age of the elves. Right. It's when shoe and horn in that the rest of the racers were there. That's kind of your golden age if in Lord if of the Rings. If you're having all the races. Absolutely. So that said, the golden age is going to be one where your conflicts are high stakes. There's magic or there's tech or there's something flying around at um, immense levels. This is your story of we're saving the universe if you're going to like a Marvel. This is, and this is why they're really stupidly hard to run. Mm-hmm. Because, and this is the problem, I guess, with Marvel in general um, and DC to a certain degree, but very much like since Marvel has a thousand movies. Every single time they got to save the world. And then it's, oh, we got to save the universe now, you know, with Thanos. And it's like, oh, we got to save the universe from the universe. It's like, oh, my God. Superman can no longer save just Lois Lane and Metropolis. He has to be on the Justice League and he has to save the whole entire world, if not multiple worlds or universes. Right. And that's where things get interesting, right? Where it's like, we're not even just saving the universe. We're saving all planes of existence at the same time. We're saving the multiverse. Oh, my God. And that becomes a thing where... There's a certain point where you get you if you're doing a golden age of whatever you got to keep amping the ante. You have to keep you have to keep upping the ante. And this is where it gets somewhat tedious and somewhat hard to play. 
So I would recommend, and this is maybe a fun thing to think about. You may want to, and you go two ways with this. Mm -hmm. I would maybe want to go backwards with it. So in the next episode, we're going to cover Silver Age or the Bronze Age. And the episode after that, we're going to cover either the Silver or the Bronze, whichever one we don't cover. Um, but I would, I would argue that it would be really interesting to start in the Bronze and then introduce some of the relics and stuff of the past, minor relics and major relics. And then go into the silver, create the minor relics that they, your Bronze Age characters are playing with, and then move and then do another game back and do a Golden Age where now they're creating and using the major relics that your it's, other players have gotten a hold it's, of. It's very similar to your uh, Droid Thuk that we haven't finished yet with the, with the Parasite Demon. Parasite Demon, Because yeah. the first one was technically clay age it was modern age it was like to, it was like the so 90s clay X-File. age using our age system yeah where we just stumbled upon the seals breaking and we need to figure out how to reverse engineer golden age tech that we didn't that, that no we idea. figured out yeah. to reseal it yeah then we played one in the silverish age or the bronzes age where we're yeah. demigods yep re-sealing him yeah, and then he was, he was the out. next one is the Golden Age, where we which we haven't done yet, where we are going to seal him the first time. Right, exactly. Yeah, where you got to seal him up the first time, and then somewhere in there he got out again mm-hmm. and started taking over. So anyway, all that to say, the Golden Age is really hard to do. I would probably not be able to make a six month campaign out no. of it. Maybe like five the, adventures and be other, done with it. The other way you could go before we. Uh, sign off for this episode is you could have them play in the golden age right before and then the aftermath of it falling yeah which is a better way to which is an easier way to go because you're only thinking maybe a month worth of upping the ante and then everything falls back to a silver but then you're a golden age in the beginning of a silver age world right or worse um, so this becomes a, if you're familiar with the wheel, wheel of time, I know you're not as familiar with the wheel, but if you're familiar, our audience with the wheel of time, every single time the wheel turns, it's the world breaking event where the maps and the continents and the seas and everything get turned topsy turvy because of the power of one guy, the dragon. And, um, and then the world gets thrown into a set of disarray where they literally drop back almost into the stone age and then they come back up again. And in that one, they talk about how in some worlds, they describe a golden age where there was flying cars and there were like flying. They didn't know what they were. They didn't call them cars, but people could fly anywhere they wanted and all this other stuff. But again, the dragon was born and destroyed that world too. And so you could have a thing where I like the concept of here's our golden age. Here's this cataclysmic event. Maybe the players can't stop it but it throws you into a bronze or worse age where then you can try to rebuild up into a silver age, at least in your small little neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, it's possible, but you don't necessarily have the ability or the skills to get back all the way. Yes. So anyway, that'll conclude kind of how to run a golden age campaign. And we'll see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.